Welcome to the Posture, Strength, and Mobility Podcast. I'm Isaac Osborne, and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks, hacks, interesting musings, and much more in short, digestible episodes. To learn more about how you can improve your posture, strength, and mobility, check out the show notes for links. Onward with the show. Welcome to episode 14. In this episode, I will introduce to you the movement pattern or pelvic position that is most common with low back pain. In fact, 90% of the people that come into my office have this movement pattern or position that they're stuck in with the pelvis. I will give you exercises to help reduce this pattern and get you out of pain. But before we get started, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Kajabi, the number one platform to grow your knowledge business. Kajabi makes it easy to turn the knowledge you already have into something you can sell. It's an all-in-one business platform with everything you need to create market and sell digital projects from one dashboard. With Kajabi, you can create online courses, membership sites, podcasts. In fact, this podcast is through Kajabi. Coaching programs. You can send newsletters, mass emails, or campaigns build websites or specific landing pages, and much more. They also have great analytics, mobile options for your content, and video hosting. With 24-7 support, virtual meetups, trainings, and a help center, there is always support for you to grow. I've used WordPress and other website builders, and I have yet to come across anything that is easier to run my business on than Kajabi. I've been using them for over a year now, and I'm super stoked. Check the show notes for a link to Kajabi and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Our other sponsor today is ButcherBox. I have been eating mostly a paleo diet for the last 20 plus years. Quality meat can be hard to find, especially grass-fed, grass-finished beef. I get mine from ButcherBox. What is ButcherBox? They send you high-quality, mainly raised meat and wild seafood every month. They source their meat and seafood from partners with the highest standards for quality. You can choose from four curated boxes or create your own custom box and a delivery frequency that meets your needs. Your order ships for free, frozen for freshness, and packed in an eco-friendly box. If you use the link in the show notes and sign up, you will get free bacon for life of your subscription and $30 off your first order. Check out the show notes for the link. Now, onward to the show. And we're back. There's four movements that the pelvis does that is really important for us to identify so that these movements, you can identify these movements so that you can tell what position your pelvis is getting trapped in. And I can also show you the position and why that position that I'm referring to is the most common one that people are stuck in. I can show you that position or pattern as well. Okay, so for those of you listening, I'm holding up a pelvis and a spine. It's actually, I built this. Uh, It's kind of rudimentary and ugly a little bit, but um, it's functional. And one of the reasons I built this spine is because it tends to behave more like a real spine. Obviously, there's no rib cage attached to it. However, it rotates and we can see the rotational movements in the spine much better. And also, I can demonstrate um, how the pelvis tilts much much easier and tucks and all these other movements. So I gave that away in a sense. The first movement that, that we need to identify 
And now what you're doing is this is the, I'm showing the front of the pelvis. I'm showing the side of the pelvis. The camera is viewing the side of the pelvis and I'm tilting that pelvis forward. And what happens is when that pelvis tilts forward, the low back or the lumbar, lumbar spine goes into an arch or lordosis. And this is an extension position for the spine. So this is called an anterior tilt. So when someone moves their pelvis forward, their belly button goes forward and the, the bones on the front go towards the floor, that's an anterior tilt. Now, when the pelvis is moving back or the tail is tucking, that is a posterior tilt of the pelvis. And please note here, for those of you that are watching, you can see here, the reason why I built this is because there's representations of ligamentation on that spine and you can see how that ligamentation gets overstretched in a tucked position. So this is the tucked position. Now I'm gonna face the, the pelvis and the spine towards the camera. So you're looking at the front of the pelvis to demonstrate what is called elevation in the pelvis. So when, in this case, I'm elevating the right hip and you see the spine go into a C curvature. Now we rotate the left hip and we see the opposite C curvature. Now the fourth movement is a rotational movement. And that rotational movement, what happens in that rotational movement, if I get closer to the camera here and I point out the, this area right here, these are called facet joints. And facet joints are the little joints on the spine. Each spine connects to each other with a facet joint. Now what happens is in a rotational movement, you'll have one facet joint, in this case, I'm rotating the pelvis, and what happens is this joint over here, this facet joint over here opens up, and on the other side, what happens is, is it closes. So that closing of the facet joint or the opening of the facet joint matters because when the pelvis rotates, it will affect ligamentation and cartilage in those facet joints or end multiple facet joints of the lumbar spine. And you can see that there's room there in those joints to, to allow that rotation in the pelvis. However, this is the position that is the most dangerous and the most common, I shouldn't say the most dangerous, it's the most common that I see with every people that are coming in with low back pain. Everybody has some sort of those patterning, the, the tilt, the tuck, the elevate involved to some degree, but the most common pattern that people are stuck in is rotation of the pelvis. So their, their right hip might be rotated forward or their left hip might be rotated forward. And when I say rotated forward, yes, they can walk like this. They, can, they actually end up walking with a rotation. They, and everybody walks with rotation, by the way. In fact, tilt, tuck, elevate, and rotate, all those movements are utilized when we walk. So this is part of the reason why we end up with this rotational pattern stuck in our body. We end up rotating more on one side than the other. So the, the pelvis will rotate forward with one hip better than the other hip. It's not that people can't do the other rotation. Sometimes it is that bad where they can't even do that, that rotation. However, everybody walks with a dominant rotation pattern. And one of the first times I actually started looking at this was years and years ago when uh, my daughter who, who rides horses, um, she was 
she was with her trainer and the trainer was telling her to get a different lead leg on the horse than she was riding with. And so I asked the trainer, is, is it common for horses to have a particular lead pattern that is, that is um, like their default their, or their favorite? And she said, absolutely, yes. Some horses like to have a left lead or a right lead. They can do both, but they, they will prefer a certain lead pattern. So what I mean by this is if you're walking and or or if you're starting to walk, do you always start with your right leg or do you always start with your left leg? This is something you might want to observe because it can give you some clues to some degree about your rotational pattern in your pelvis. Now, for instance, I'm not saying this is this is always the case, but it is a common a common theme. So, for instance, if I if I have a, a, a rotational pattern to where my right hip is rotating to the left, most of the time you're going to step forward with the right leg first. And that's vice versa with the, with the pelvis that has uh, the rotation pattern or the dominant rotation pattern of the pelvis. The left side is rotating towards the right. So what will happen is people tend to step forward with that left leg first. Now these rotational patterns of the pelvis like I said a few minutes ago, it can cause a decent amount of low back pain having this pattern of rotation constantly always to one side because it either overstretches that ligamentation of the facet joint and other, ligamenta other ligamentation around the pelvis and around the spine and or it is compressing on the other side as well, pinching on, on ligamentation, possibly pinching on nerves or crowding nerves. And that pinching and compression on that side of the joint on the cartilage can be painful as well over time. As over time. So what can we do about it? These rotational patterns are absolutely fixable or you can also reduce them a dramatic amount with movement itself. I'm going to show you four movements that you can do. Two of them are restorative and the, the other two are active. I want to give you two restorative positions because they are somewhat time consuming, but I also want to give you two active positions because if you're out and about, these two active positions can be a lifesaver for you to be able to get out of these rotational patterns. And they're pretty simple. That's what's cool about them is that, is that these, these positions, these exercises, positions, whatever you want to call them, pattern disruptors if you want, they help interrupt that pattern. And if you interrupt that pattern, you can have a reduction in pain. So this is how I talk with my clients and coach my clients. Every time they come in, I say, okay, look, if we're able to get relief in your low back by 10%, 50%, or whatever the percentage it is with these movements, that means that if you repeat these movements over time, that your low back pain will either go away completely or be significantly reduced. And I've seen this with severe nerve pain as well, which is a different thing than I'm, that I'm talking about. There's either severe damage to the spine or severe damage to um, 
or severe irritation to the to the nerve, the nerve root or the spinal cord or whatever that is that is causing such intense nerve pain, most movement won't work. However, that is a small percentage of the people that actually come in with low back pain. All right, so let's get to these movements. All right, so the very first movement that we're gonna do is you're gonna be basically lying on your back on the floor. And while you're lying on your back, you need a chair. And you're gonna bring your legs up on the chair. And you wanna to try to get your hips as close to a 90 degree angle and your knees as close to a 90 degree angle. The lower legs are gonna be resting on top of the chair. So while you're here, what I, and the reason why I'm demonstrating this in this video with the skeleton is because I wanna show you something here. We talked about pelvic rotation. So if I take, if I take this, uh, this hip that's closest to the camera and I rotate it towards the ceiling, well, one, you can see the leg moved, right? So that hip rotates towards the ceiling. Gravity is our friend here. And the reason why gravity is our friend is because the, the muscles that take this hip into rotation, right, are going to have a hard time fighting gravity in this position. So what will happen over time while you're laying here and you're breathing and you're relaxing and you're thinking about relaxing, this hip is going to slowly drop towards the floor. And with that hip slowly dropping towards the floor, what happens is it reduces the rotation. So think about that for a second. The muscles that are causing the rotation are relaxing and the rotation is starting to disappear. With that rotation disappearing or becoming less, what happens is those facet joints on the back or any compression or ligamentation that's overstretched or compressed is going to return to a more neutral position. And when that returns to that neutral position, then the body relaxes even more and the pain goes away. This exercise, if you will, or restorative position can have a dramatic effect on people's low backs. It can reduce anywhere, anywhere from 50% to 80 to 90% of people's pain, sometimes even 100% of their pain from what I've seen. So it seems like you're doing nothing, but you're actually, you actually are. Great position. I recommend doing it for about five to 15 minutes. And this could be something that you do throughout the day, interrupting your day, multiple times in the day with this position, five to 15 minutes. By the way, I also have a YouTube video uh, on uh, three, two or three of these exercises that I'm going to be covering here today. And I'll link that in the show notes of these specific exercises that are, will just take you through it much faster than I'm giving the, the greater end of detail here. Okay, so the next position it's very similar to this position. All right, so this next position obviously is very close to the other position. You see here that I've turned the chair sideways and now one leg is up on the chair close to a 90 degree angle. The other leg is straight. Also notice that I placed a folded up yoga mat underneath the leg that's straight. In this case, the skeleton's right leg. Why I placed this here is because I've placed it just underneath or just before the ankle and so that the, the heel is hanging over the yoga mat. And why this is important is because most people's leg, if you, if you straighten the leg and the, 
the the leg is balancing on the heel, their leg will rotate out more. And this rotation can feed into the pelvis and and interrupt the release or inter interrupt the effectiveness of the release of this restorative position. Now, by placing this yoga mat here, it takes pressure off the ankle and then it allows the back of the leg to balance more on this yoga mat so that you're not getting a rotation into the, into the femur bone. This also will help the pelvis change its rotational movement. So you can lie in this position for another five minutes to 15 minutes. And again, if, if you look at the way that the pelvis rotates, in this position, how it's affecting the femur joints, how it's even affecting the knee joint here when I move this pelvis or the ankle joint. So what will happen is, again, gravity is going to allow that to settle in to a greater degree while you're lying in this position. It will, <coughs> excuse me, it will allow the pelvis to relax and come out of that rotational pattern. Now, I recommend doing both legs, but if you feel like you get more out of one leg than the other leg, then by all means, spend more time in that, in that other position. Because you might do one side and say, oh, my back feels kind of the same. You might do the other side and that you feel a lot better. That's a clue to you that your low back pain is, is better affected by that side releasing than the other side. So it's perfectly fine to do more time on the other side or just do that one side than it is to do both sides. Um, you can have a general rule of thumb of doing both sides, but a lot of times for people, time is, is a factor and doing five minutes to 15 minutes per side can be quite time consuming. So by all means, the most important thing to do is to do this throughout the day multiple times, especially if you're in severe pain. You do this throughout the day multiple times, and again, you're interrupting that pattern. And every time you interrupt that pattern, the body lets go even more. So I, I find it more effective to do it multiple times a day for shorter periods of time, interrupting those patterns than one long period of time. All right, this next exercise is an exercise that you're able to do basically anywhere. All you need is a chair. You can, in this case, I'm gonna fold up this chair to do this exercise, and, or a wall or something to hang on or balance with. Um, and the reason why you wanna balance with, with something is that way you're, you're not gonna fall over, you're more safe. You can focus more on the, on the nuances of the exercise. So it's a quad stretch. And a quad stretch is important because a quad stretch allows you to actually stretch out your hip flexors a little bit. And uh, with pelvic rotation, hip flexors are definitely involved with pelvic rotation. So I'm standing in this position. I'm gonna stand sideways to the camera. And notice that, that as I stand here, I'm, I'm using this chair to balance. You could also, you could also use a wall as well. And to balance. So while I'm standing here, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna actually go into that tuck movement, right? I'm gonna tuck my tail and squeeze my glutes. Most people, when they, when they do a quad stretch, they hyperextend the spine forward, trying to pull that leg backwards. But it's actually a tuck movement 
by pulling the belly button back and squeezing the glute, you're able to access more extension or more opening of the front of the hip. With that opening of the front of the hip, you're going to stretch quads and hip flexors in there that are going to relieve that rotational pattern. Now, when you do this, do both sides. And again, try to notice if one side has more tension than the other side. You might have more tightness in one side than the other. Switch sides, hold on to that quad, and then tuck the tail and see if you get more stretch in the quad or even you feel it in the groin area. If you do, then try doing that side one, one more rep more or multiple times more than the other side. You're getting the picture, right? You see what I'm saying here? Asymmetrical movement can be affected more greatly with the remedy of asymmetrical movement. We're asymmetrically treating the body because the body's trapped in an asymmetrical pattern. Okay, so the next movement that you can do, you can do anywhere as well. All you need is a wall. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my back up against the wall. I'm walking my feet forward and my feet, if I put, place my, my left heel at the wall and I one step, two steps forward, my back is at, at the wall. Now this is, this is a very familiar exercise with a lot of people. Some people call it air chair, air bench. Um, it's a lot of people do this exercise. Number one thing, get your low back flat against the wall. You don't want to be arched off the wall. So you're going to have to kind of tuck the tail, get the, the lumbar spine, the low back flat against the wall. Don't drop all the way down. It's easier to control. Now, if we want to get rid of pelvic rotation for this position, you need to look at your knees. And in this case right now, my right knee, and I'm doing this on purpose, my right knee is in, is in front of my left knee. So it's going to feel awkward in a sense for you if this is the same pattern. You, your left knee might be forward of the right knee. Now, it's going to feel really awkward to actually kind of push the knee that's behind forward. Your, low, your back is going to feel awkward. It's not going to feel like it's right because your body is so used to that pattern, the proprioception or the nervous system for sensing that is going to be off. So, and also the tissue is going to be different on the back side than on, than on the front side through muscle patterning and growth. It's, it's the tissue is actually different back there. So go ahead and get those knees so that they are lined up with each other. If they're lined up with each other, then you know you're in a good spot. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at my knees, imagining that there's a starting line, making sure that one knee is not forward of the other knee. Then I get that rotation, I get the, the knees set in that position, press hard in the heels, low back is flat, and then you stay here for about a minute. Minute to two minutes. Again, doing this multiple times throughout the day is going to interrupt that asymmetrical pattern of rotation that's in the pelvis that from what I've seen is the most common cause of low back pain. All right, guys, hope you like today's podcast, low back pain and pelvic rotation. And let me know what you think about it in the comments and I'll see you in the next episode.
Thank you for joining me for this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a positive review so others may find it and get help too. Check out the show notes for links on how to win a mini integrator massage gun, posture strength and mobility classes that focus on corrective exercises, or self-myofascial release protocols for neck pain, back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, and much more with my massage gun, The Integrator. Until next time, keep exploring your body and stay curious. Thank you.